Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, leader of your party, of supporting genocide. Uh, what do you think of that and what consequences should she face uh, for that kind of Strenuously disagree with with the statement, the video. Um, could not disagree more with the term. Uh, I think uh, it's offensive, uh, and and I think um, she understands that from her conversations uh, with her colleagues. <laughs> oh, that's funny! Oh, oh, that's funny! Oh, Rashida Tlaib understands that that when she's a Jew-hating bigot, her her accusations regarding Israel could be seen as offensive. Understands that. She's banking on it. I would like to know how much money she has netted from her position. I've got members of Congress standing with families of Gaza hostages, but these were uh, this was Congressman uh, Brad Sherman and Congressman Dan Goldman, all, I would assume, uh, in a pressure campaign to get Israel to stop as opposed to get Hamas to stop, but neither here nor there. You think Rashida Tlaib has learned anything? Good God. That is... That's embarrassing. There's no, there's no possible way. No possible way you believe that. There's no way you could say that with a straight face. Democratic Party is precious sometimes. Absolutely precious. Did I say hello, Tony Katz? Tony Katz today? I forget sometimes. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. The special counsel, David Weiss. Looking into Hunter Biden. Remember the guy who didn't want to bring any charges and then there were a couple of IRS whistleblowers who said, what in the world is going on? This guy is a tax cheat. And when anybody else, we'd go in after him. We'd take their kids. We'd sell their house. They'd be in solitary confinement. And then he was like, okay, misdemeanor charges. That David Weiss. And then you had Merrick Garland appoint him special counsel, even though you can't work within the government and be a special counsel. You have to be from outside the government and be special counsel. He now wants to tell the House Judiciary Committee that he was not blocked or prevented from pursuing charges against Hunter Biden in his years-long probe and said that political considerations, quote, played no part, unquote, in the decision-making. I don't know which one is funnier. Rashida Tlaib knows she's a bigot. I mean, of course she knows she's a bigot. Like somehow she's sorry about that or sorry about what she said. Or this idea that politics played no part in going after Hunter Biden. If you ever ask yourself, hey, why do people support Donald Trump? There you go. There you go. That's why. Because we know it's nonsense. And Trump was the first guy for a great number of people to look and say, that's nonsense. You're full of it. Tired of being lied to, tired of being uh, treated like garbage. They see Trump as the fighter and they still support. 
And they support hard, man. They are not going anywhere. I've been trying to go through, if Trump was indicted, not not indicted, sorry. Trump was convicted on the, you know, I was talking about the, the, the January 6th stuff, which I think is nonsense, but on the, on the uh, classified documents in, in the case in Georgia, would people say, you know what, he can't win now, we got to go somewhere else? I think there's a vast number of people who'd be like, nah, I'm ride or die. I think to their detriment, by the way, I would argue to their detriment. Uh, the latest polling out is from Trafalgar Group. Trafalgar Group, looking at the primary, margin of error of 2.9%, 1,089 likely GOP presidential primary voters. Oh, I can work with this. Trump, 50. DeSantis, 13. Haley, 15. Now, the one before that was CBS, Trump 61, DeSantis 18, Haley 9. So, I mean, you want to talk about a lot of movement from CBS to Trafalgar. Uh, Trump goes down, DeSantis goes down, Haley goes up. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'd have to take a look at where those other margins of error were. Iowa. Here's the Iowa numbers. Trafalgar Group in Iowa, Trump 44, DeSantis 18, Haley 15. First of all, can we just discuss the fact that Haley's jump is legit? If you believe the numbers on Trump, you don't believe the numbers on Haley, I don't know what to do with you. I say the numbers are the numbers, and in terms of the numbers, Haley is taking a jump. That's, That's real. Here's what I'm finding interesting. I'm looking right now all of the data, all of it. And if I take a look, Trump back in the beginning of September was plus 37. And then throughout September went 35, 33, 31, 30. Then October hit and he was plus 38. I was like, oh, okay, all right. I guess uh, he's back. And these last two polls... Trump plus 27, Trump plus 26. Now, this has happened before. You go back to July and August. There was a moment where Trump was only plus 23. I can go back to a moment in June where he was only plus 15. By the way, plus 15. That's a huge lead. It's just not a huge lead compared to Trump plus 37. But downtrends are never good. Iowa shows downtrend. Do I think that's really the case? I don't know. As I said, I'm waiting for the the, the primary. But I want to make sure I have the numbers for you. And we've done New Hampshire. Uh, in the last poll was October 2nd. Trump 49, Haley 19, DeSantis 10. And that pretty much has hovered in the same place over the last four, which has Trump up 30. So here's where we're at. This is where the the, the, the numbers are at right now. These numbers, I don't know if they're going to get impacted by anything having to do, as I've said, with with Trump on uh, and and the uh, lawsuit in, in New York. I really don't. 
But if you want to know where voters are, let's go back to what we were talking about. Special counsel David Weiss, who appeared in front of the House Judiciary uh, Committee. It was closed door. How could you say this and think that we're going to believe it? Of course your decisions were political. Of course they were. Who was your friend? Bo Biden, the late son of Joe Biden. Of course this was political. To say otherwise is beyond insulting. And when people feel that they're insulted, they go back to the guy who could do their own insulting. You know, and no one can insult better than Trump. So I think the numbers are interesting. They don't yet move me. But the idea that Rashida Tlaib understands uh, what she said. Not disagree more with the term. Uh, I think uh, it's offensive. Uh, and and I think um, she understands that from her conversations uh, with her colleagues. Being pro-Hamas, being pro-destruction of Israel, which she has always been, is how she makes her money. It's how she fills the coffers. And Hakeem Jeffries can blame it on the extreme MAGA Republicans all he wants. Are you concerned about her use of that phrase from the River Tulsa State? Republican agenda has nothing to do with the American people. They want to default on our debt, shut down the government, crash the economy, censure Democrats, uh, and avoid holding their own members accountable. This is who they are. Any second, being asked by Manu Raju there of CNN, are you concerned about her using the phrase from the river to the sea? Which she did. She's like, oh, this is a good thing. This is a real fight, a freedom fighting uh, chant here. Are you concerned about abuse of that phrase? And and what Hakeem Jeffries said is, I discussed concern about that and will continue to do so. And when uh, Manu Raju is trying to ask a different question or continue on the theme, he goes right into extreme MAGA Republicans. And the... Uh, and the good CNN reporter that he is just shuts up and lets him say it. Democrats should be concerned because this is a party in chaos. They cannot now tell you that they're good and decent. They never were. Bigots control the party. Bigots is who they are. Meanwhile, uh, you have John Kirby speaking... uh, from the White House press briefing, he has clearly become the new press secretary in times of war from the National Security Council. And he wants you to know that uh, Israel controlling Gaza, that can't work, and Hamas cannot be a part of post-conflict Gaza. Well, if that's the case, you have to get rid of Hamas. And the only way to get rid of Hamas is to kill them. So why aren't you in favor of getting rid of Hamas? And why haven't you gotten uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez and Jamal Bowman uh, and Ayanna Presley and the rest of the bigoted squad on board? Why not? That's right. Because you, you, you can't. Because the Democratic Party is in chaos.
like we've been saying. I'm Tony Katz. I've got even more regarding China coming up, specifically when it comes to U.S. data. CNN Business, that uh, they're reporting that developing countries owe China at least $1.1 trillion, and the debts are now due. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. This is part of an ongoing conversation that we have had regarding China's buying of friends. And it isn't just buying the friends, it is absolutely holding them hostage. So what they did through what they call their Belt and Road Initiative is they would take a a poor country, African nation, South American nation, say, hey, we like you. Let's be friends. As a matter of fact, here's a whole bunch of money. You know what you should build? We should, we should, we should build an airport. Rebuild this airport. There we go. Look at it's a nice airport. Now, now we're gonna control this airport for you. Oh no, 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 I know, I know. It's your country, it's your country, but hey, we did lend you a lot of money. So we're gonna we're gonna control the oh oh I actually I have to do the music. Is is that what I have to do? Okay. I'll I'll do the music. I apologize. Look. It's your country. Nobody's not saying it's your country. You know what? Everyone's going to give you a nice salute when they walk in. But we made our investments, and, you know, we got to get paid. We got to get paid. We got to get... Hey, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what happens. We got to get paid. First Tuesday of every month, we got an envelope. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? I'm here. You hear it? You hear it? Good. Okay, fine. So that's what they did. Oh, you can't pay us back the money. That's a shame, I tell you. Here's what we'll do. You don't have to pay me back the money, but you got some nice TVs. We'll take the TVs. You know what? We'll run some uh, some business expenses. You got you got business credit. It'll be fine. Or in the case of countries, you have rare earth minerals, or you have some other thing that we could use. So they now control de facto the country. They gave these loans with these five-year grace periods or seven-year grace periods, and now they're saying pay up. But there's no way to, for the, these people to pay. So what do these? What does China gain? Control. Developing countries owe Chinese lenders at least one point one trillion and up to one point five trillion as of 2021. Now, as much control as China might be getting, they also need to actually get paid back. But these people are going to default, and they're going to look to the United States and others and say, tell China to leave us alone. We just take money. Our job isn't to pay back money. That's not what we do. That's not part of the deal. We take, we take, we take, we take. As a matter of fact, why haven't you written us a check? But take care of China, please. Thank you very much, you evil Satans. That's usually how it goes. As we watch this unfold, understand what China is doing. It's very, very important. And then take a look at what Jennifer Granholm is doing, the former governor of Michigan, currently the energy secretary, who never, ever met an opportunity that she opposed to tell America why they shouldn't have a gas stove 
or recognize that nuclear is a better option. We'd be better off with nuclear power in the United States. Europe was better off with nuclear power and they gave it up. Foolishly, the Germans stupidly gave it up. What's interesting, Alana Goodman reporting at the Washington Free Beacon that Jennifer Granholm has taken a trip to Puerto Rico. It's an official trip to Puerto Rico. What's interesting is that it is the sixth time this year. I know people from Puerto Rico that haven't been there six times this year. Representative Ocasio-Cortez, her abuela, lives in Puerto Rico. She hasn't been six times this year. That's because the abuela has a leaky roof that Representative Ocasio-Cortez clearly hasn't fixed. Maybe if she sold the Tesla, she could fix the roof. This is a very, very interesting abuse of power. Excited to be back in Puerto Rico this week to highlight the progress we've made accelerating upgrades, accelerating upgrades to the island's electrical infrastructure and supporting the island's goal of 100% renewable energy by 2050. Until, of course, the next hurricane comes and wipes it out and you need all that coal power, this, that, and the other to rebuild the island. And then, of course, you'll tell me how it needs to be green. She's going on vacation on your dollar. Do you remember Congressman Tom Price? You might not. From Georgia. Congressman Tom Price was a very good member of Congress and a very, very decent cat. And Tom Price, when Donald Trump was elected, Tom Price was the Secretary of Health and Human Services. He was a doctor by trade. Smart, 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 decent dude. Until it was learned that he was using private charters and military aircraft for travel. And it cost the taxpayer $341,000 and Trump fired him. Trump fired him less than a year in if there was anybody who was going to be able to make the conversation clear regarding Obamacare's issues, go back to 2017, if there was anybody, anybody who could actually do this in a way to connect, I thought Tom Price was that guy. I thought he could do it. I thought he was capable as hell. But he did this thing. And Trump fired him. Six trips to Puerto Rico. Six trips to Puerto Rico in a year. I know drug runners who don't take six trips to Puerto Rico in a year. Hold on, that's not true. I do not know drug runners who take six trips to Puerto Rico. They take less trips. That's not the point. Is anybody going to notice this abuse of power? Is anybody going to say anything? Because this is clearly an abuse of power. I don't know how we're even pretending that it's not. Find everything at TonyCats.com. And if you want, let's go to Puerto Rico. This is Tony Katz today. Nope. 
I think by now, most people realize that their data is not safe. I mean, to the best of their ability, they do that. They change passwords and they, they, they do all sorts of, of things. But every day there's another breach. And every day you're getting a notification. Hey, someone may have had access to this, that, or the other. But don't worry. We're going to offer you some free credit monitoring or wherever else may happen. It's happened to me. Nothing bad has come of it yet. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything going on at TonyCats.com. Part of what it is that we're doing. You can subscribe. You can get it for free, however you like to do it. Always appreciate the support. TonyCats.com. And remind me, I need to get an OnlyFans page. Do you know how much money is being made on OnlyFans? Well, yeah, I, I, I know, Tony, but they're, they're the people making the money on OnlyFans, they're doing things that you um, uh, probably, uh, I, I don't mean to be rude, uh, Tony, but uh, you... You could not, should not, could not, you you should not and could not do. Oh, you mean, you mean strip down. You mean tasteful, tasteful nudes. You mean like a George Costanza glamour shot. You're saying that I can't do that. Tony, that is absolutely exactly what we're saying. We love you, but we are saying exactly that. Well, I wouldn't do that. I, 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 I wouldn't do that. I mean, depending on the money. I mean, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, but I do have an idea for, for an OnlyFans page, which would be me smoking a cigar. Like the Yule Log for Christmas. You know, you, you put your TV, you send it to the Yule Log, and it's like you have a fire. That would be me. I would just be your cigar-smoking friend. Full suit, leatherback chair. I walk into frame. I sit down. I cut the cigar. I, I mean, I show it off. I cut the cigar, I light the cigar, I start smoking. If it's an hour and 20 minutes, I smoke for an hour and 20 minutes, and then I get up and I leave. That's the whole thing. I do that a couple times a week. Boom. What, what am I going to charge? $49.95? Hold on, Tony, we love you, but you cannot charge $49.95. All right, $9.95. Tony, all right, three bucks. Maybe, Tony, maybe. But that's my OnlyFans idea. Paige Van Zant was a UFC fighter. Uh, she did well. Uh, I don't know if she'll she'll get into the Hall of Fame or anything like that. A mixed martial arts fighter. And she says in her first day on OnlyFans, she made more money than her entire fight career. That is enough to make anybody go, wait, what? She made more money... One day of OnlyFans, and I'm not on OnlyFans, so I have no idea what her page looks like, than her entire fight career. That, kids, is something. The amount of money moving through OnlyFans is in the billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong for doing an OnlyFans page. Tony, no one is going to go on and pay you for smoking a cigar. You listen to me. I don't know that. And I am willing to try this out solely for the experiment, for scientific purposes only. But maybe, I don't know, some people just want a smoking friend. That's what I would be, smoking friend. Your smoking friend. And then some people be like, wait, do you mean like smoking, like smoking hot? No, no, actually cigar smoking, but also quite handsome. 
Right, you know what? I'll get with the marketing people. I'll, I'll let you know when it happens. The, the conversation was about data and things being stolen. And then there's the idea of your data being sold, which, of course, is a problem. That you don't actually have privacy from these social media groups like Facebook and others. Meta, if you want to call it that. That you realize after utilizing these social media properties that you are the product. You are the one being sold to the advertiser. And you're being sold at a cheap, cheap price. As the story goes, Duke University researchers were able to get sensitive information about U.S. military service members from online data brokers for as little as 12 cents a page. Now we have ourselves a problem. Because one could argue that the data is everywhere, and the data is easy to find, and there's always a leak on this and always a a, a breach on, on that. But maybe we shouldn't be having a situation by which this stuff can be sold at all. Maybe the purchasing of information on members of the military shouldn't be allowed. It's rare that I discuss the idea that something should not be allowed. I'm very much a live and let live kind of guy. And certainly I'm a believer in, in, in the markets. But there is something to be said about whether or not we create issue by having data of those in the military having the ability to be sold and therefore has the ability to be utilized, manipulated, and possibly these service members manipulated. We do not think enough in the United States regarding national security. What we end up doing in the United States is saying things like, well, you know, uh, you live in America, you could do these things. Like, for example, the Communist Chinese Party uh, buying land in the United States. No rational person should ever allow the Communist Chinese Party to buy land in the United States. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have. You can't buy land. You can't own a house. And you certainly can't buy farmland near near a military base in Kansas or Indiana or Michigan or anywhere else. What, are we crazy? The answer is no. Now, that may be a problem for the landowner who just wants to sell the land. And I, for example, there is a town north, uh, north of Indianapolis called Fishers. Lovely, lovely place. Um, odd politically, there's a lot of progressivism that comes out of Fishers, even though uh, the, the mayor is, is Republican and the school board there was so left that the Republicans uh, and, and, and rational people came in, boom, replaced four members of the school board. And, oh, the left is so angry about it. it, it it's, it's a bit of madness. And the people who got elected, they're trying to change some things, but they're not always perfect at it. And some mistakes have been made. And, uh, you know, every, everybody needs, when it comes to activism, then winning, uh, you need to grow into the, the job and, and learn how to handle yourself well. And these things take time. I don't think that these people should stop, though. The parents should keep talking about the schools. The parents should keep being involved in the schools. And every time the left tells you, how dare you, or you're a domestic terrorist, keep running for school board, push these people right out. They deserve to be pushed right out. Well, this town, Fishers, they started seeing a real problem with these companies that are buying houses everywhere, right? They're buying the houses and they're renting out the houses. And, oh, yeah, we, we'd like to buy your home. We've never seen it. We'll give you $4 billion. 
No one has offered me $4 billion yet. If they did, I wouldn't have to do the OnlyFans. See how I came full circle on that? You're welcome. That's why they call me a professional. And so it's a real problem because now you've got all these rentals. Renters do not take care of their home in, in, in large measure like homeowners do. They have different investments uh, in, in, in the house and attachments to the house. And it's a nomadic thought process being a renter. And, and, and I'm not saying all renters are bad. I'm saying that by and large, they certainly don't take care of a house the way a homeowner does and property values go down. So Fishers wanted to discuss the idea of not allowing you to sell your home to one of these groups. To which I said, now wait a second. It's my home. I can sell it to whomever I want. How dare you tell me I can't have certain markets? That's crazy town. And I think that I think that Fishers is talking about a real issue, but the homeowner gets to decide what they do with their house. I think on that, there's a battle. I think when it comes to selling your property to the Communist Chinese Party, there is no battle. The answer is just no. The answer is no because there are these national security issues and concerns, and they are indeed legitimate. They're real. And we should admit that they're real. And that's why we look at this. You can buy sensitive information online for as little as 12 cents a page. On active duty and retired service members, home addresses, social security numbers, medical histories, Duke did a year-long study. It assessed potential risks posed by foreign adversaries who may exploit this data to harm the U.S. The answer is, can't be allowed. You got to make this illegal. I am rarely a guy, uh, to quote Fingers Malloy, who I do eat, drink, smoke with, Uh, He is very much uh, opposed to the idea of there ought to be a law. I should hear him talk about it. It's it's epic. I I should make him do it on Eat, Drink, Smoke, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. My cigar and bourbon radio show, largest cigar and bourbon review show, radio show in the country. Oh, yeah, 60-some-odd stations. It's going well. Thrilled. The books, Let's Go Barbecue, Let's Go Bourbon, uh, more coming in, in 2024. Good times. Good times had by all. Um, it's, it's not like me to say there should be a law about something. We should limit something. We should stop something. But there ought to be a law. There ought to be a law. We're talking about not just the safety and security of, 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 of these men and women who serve our country. We're talking about the safety and the security of the country. There is no value that comes from the selling of this data, is there? There's no value uh, to the to the member. Oh, they get some ads served to them that they're really going to like? You're, you get a lot of ads that you really like that are served to you? Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness they've got my good profile. So now I'm getting the ads I've always dreamed of. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. There really is an issue here, a massive security issue here, worthy of our discussion. I I read that. I was like, that's, first of all, it's super cheap. Second of all, that's crazy. You have states that have um, regulate data brokers. California, Vermont, and Texas do. Oregon, it will, uh, their law goes into effect January of 2024. And I'm right now just talking about military. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it should be a larger conversation. 
maybe it does need to be a conversation about all of us and and that safety and that security. Maybe. But I would start with the military first. Let me know what you think on the uh, Twitter X or the X Twitter, whatever we call it, at Tony Katz or Tony at TonyKatz.com. Don't forget to look for my OnlyFans. No? Seriously? Come on. Live a little. This is Tony Katz today. It is election day around the country and right here in Indiana. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. This talk about Virginia as a bellwether. This is a question of whether or not the election of Glenn Youngkin two years ago is going to lead to a real change in the legislature. Whether or not parents and others have bought well into the idea that Yunkin is reminding people who's in charge, which is, of course, parents, and that they should have rights and that you can vote for people who believe in those parental rights and will ensure that what's happening in schools is education, not indoctrination, and certainly things will not be kept from you by the schools, which is what the progressives have been doing. So a lot of people looking at that race saying this is a bellwether. Then there's the governor's race in Kentucky. And the governor's race in Kentucky has the incumbent Andy Bashir running against Daniel Cameron, the attorney general. As CBS News writes the story, Kentucky governor's race, a tight proxy vote for abortion rights. As we have seen time and again and again and again, the political left is still utilizing abortion as a way to motivate their voters. This is very true in Indianapolis, Indiana. The mayor, Joe Hogsett, Democrat, he's been the mayor for two terms. Crime has gotten worse. The city is far worse. The open uh, uh, storefronts or non-rented storefronts through the roof. Well, Tony, that was covid there's no push to bring it back. There is no push to build the city in any dramatic way. There is no vision. And I know this because the because the mayor, Mayor Hogsett, running for a third term, is talking about how his opponent, the Republican Jefferson Shreve, is radical on abortion and supports Donald Trump. He won't even condemn the January 6th rioters. I swear to you, those are the ads that run. Those are re- I couldn't make that up. Those are real ads. And, you're, and you say to yourself, this is a race for mayor, right? Mayor have a lot to do with abortion in the state of Indiana or mayor in any state? Nope. Nothing, kitten. Absolutely nothing. And the people of your municipality, while they may be moved on a national level about abortion, uh, they need uh, the snow plowed and they need the garbage picked up. And, oh, they need the streets safe so their kids don't end up killed. In Indianapolis, over the weekend, 12 people were shot. 12. 
I didn't know that many people were vacationing down from Chicago on weekend, but sure enough, there they are. Oh, wait. Oh, these were people from Indy? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a whole problem, isn't it? You better believe that it is. But you're running on abortion and Trump. You're not running on the city. You're running on abortion and Trump. That's the point. These local races have become nationalized, not to focus on the subject at hand, but try and paint the opponent as extreme this or extreme that. So there's not even a conversation about how you make a city better. That is madness. And people are going to buy into this. This is what I'm watching for. Will the people of Indianapolis, who have watched their city go to hell, will they be like, well, you know, yeah, the city's terrible, but but abortion was on the table. I, what was I supposed to do? It, there's and you're like, there's no way people are that ridiculous. Yes, they are. Yes, they 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 can be. It's horrific. It's horrific. So I'll be curious to see about Kentucky governor's race. I'll be curious to see about the Indianapolis mayor's race and a host of other things. But I don't know if I'm calling anything bellwether. I don't know if these things exist on a national scale or they just exist in a vacuum. I don't know. I'm going with the latter. But we will see. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone, TonyKatz.com. Take care.